Step three. Got it! Oh, how good is Steph Curry? On one, James. Oh, you LeBron drops the anvil. Marines with the defense. It's time for Under the Hood Basketball Pod with Jay Hood. And just like that. We are back with Basketball Conversation. What's up? It's Jay Hood with you on the Under the Hood Podcast. I ask you to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Make sure that you're sharing this because we're going to be talking basketball all season long. Great conversation. Your thoughts and questions from my Facebook wall and everything else. And we've got the Under the Hood merchandise. Have you heard about this? Have you read about this? Have you seen about this? Hey, check it out. We've got the Under the Hood merchandise where there's hoodies. And by the way, in the Midwest, it's going to be a little cold, as we well know. Protect your hoodie at all costs. Make sure you buy yours so that way your significant other doesn't take your hoodie. we got hoodies and tumblers. we got t-shirts. we got mugs. It's the Under the Hood merchandise. The link is in the bio of this podcast. So check it out. we got a $15 off sale right now on everything Under the Hood as far as the merchandise is concern check it out it's in the bio of this podcast basketball season is here i cannot wait we've waited a long time a lot of drama in the off season but we are here now to give you the best in basketball conversation especially with the nba the association's starting pretty soon and as we always do on this podcast i'll give you a headline i'll give you three things i'm thinking about first i'll give you the headline okay the headline the Chicago Bulls. Okay, let me go to Zach Harper from The Athletic. He's got categories for everybody in the NBA. Check this out. He has contenders. He's got on the brink of contention. He has playoff teams, play-in tournament teams or better, looking to make the play-in tournament and not tanking, but maybe someday. Now, Zach Harper is really good when it comes to the NBA radio shows, podcasts, columns. He's been very good on the NBA for a long time. I just clicked on it earlier today just to get ready for this podcast. So I go through the tiers. And you know I love tiers, right? I love some tiers. So the NBA tier list, here it goes, right? So the tier one, the contenders, the Nuggets, the Bucks, the Boston Celtics, the Los Angeles Lakers, Golden State Warriors, and Phoenix Suns. Six teams. And he has these six teams being real contenders to win Larry O'Brien's trophy. Nuggets, Bucks, Celtics, Lakers, Warriors, Suns. Anybody disagree with that? I think that's the top six in the NBA right now. Six teams that can really vie for the NBA championship. Tier two, brink of contention. The Miami Heat is at seven. Sacramento's at eight. Clippers at nine. And it ends right there. Playoff teams, tier three. Knicks, Timberwolves, Cavs, Grizzlies, 76ers. Tier four, play in tournament teams are better. The Pelicans, the Thunder, the Pacers, the Mavericks, the Hawks. And I'm saying, okay, so where are the Bulls? Where are the Chicago Bulls? Tier five, looking to make the play in. Orlando, Toronto, Utah, Brooklyn. And then we get to tier six. Not tanking yet, but maybe someday. And you know the number 24 team on Zach Harper's list from TheAthletic.com? The Bulls. For real? The Chicago Bulls. You know, there's some interesting things he says about the Bulls, which we'll get to in a moment. But we got to remember, if he has the Bulls in Tier 6 with the Rockets, the Spurs with Winbenyama, with Detroit, with Washington, with Portland, with Charlotte, is the last team and the worst team in the NBA. If the Bulls are in that category, that's not great, right? Tier 6, that's where the Bulls are, according to Zach Harper from The Athletic. 
listen, let's talk about the Bulls for a second because I watch every preseason game of the Bulls. I was just interested in to see what, if the operation looked different. So before we talk about what I saw in the preseason, let's talk about last year. The Bulls were 40-42 and 42 last season. And this team, as you well know, has plenty of good scoring. It's DeMar DeRozan, it's Zach Levine. These players are very good offensively. You know, you take a look at this team overall, the Chicago Bulls, and you say, okay, can you win with Nikola Vucevic and Patrick Williams and DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine and Kobe White? You sure as hell can. Yes, you can. But how much can you win in the East with these teams? Okay, with these players. So I like what the Bulls have, but I always thought they needed more scoring. How does this work? How can you be a real contender in the league if you don't have more scoring? Here's the roster, though. I'm not going to be jealous of the other teams of the East. I'll just tell you what I think about the Bulls. So just we know what to expect from Zach Levine. We know that he can shoot you into a game or out of a game. He's had some big moments in the Bulls uniform. He's the face of this Bulls team. DeMar DeRozan is a guy that I watched in the preseason. This is his 15th season. He's the oldest player uh, in the on this Chicago Bulls team. And I think that, again, for the mid-range and to be able to provide a veteran presence, DeMar DeRozan knows how to be able to keep the Bulls in ball games, And I'm totally cool with that. Now we get to Vucevic, and I'm a Vucevic fan. I like what he can bring to the table. There's no question that Vucevic, when you watch him, he's a guy here that walks into the gym and he gives you a double-double. You just want him to be more of a catalyst late in games and to be able to defend his position a lot better. That's something I want to see from him. But here's the other two. Let's talk about Kobe White. I watched him very closely in the preseason. Kobe White, I thought, was very solid for this Bulls team in the preseason. There was a ruthless aggression about him getting to um, the rebound and being able to push the ball, push the offense. I feel like he's matured some in this position. As a matter of fact, I could say that for sure, if he stays healthy, Kobe White can be the most valuable bull on this team as far as getting better from one season to the other. Valuable meaning that he actually is a catalyst for this team. We know the others. We know what Vucevic and DeRozan and Levine can do, but I thought that Kobe White stepped it up a notch. Now, hopefully, what we saw in the preseason will translate into the regular season, but I think that Kobe and his ability to control the offense, where Levine is playing more off the ball, where DeRozan is playing off the ball, hopefully Kobe can be the kind of guard that we think that he can be. When he came into the league, I said he's not a point guard. He's a two guard because he's a shoot first point guard. Uh, you know, and but I thought that his ability to get the offense moving, to move the ball side to side, I thought there was more of an aggression from him than I've seen in some years with Kobe White. So I liked what I saw there. I always assume, you know, he's a solid player. Uh, I want to get to Javon Carter though. So I think that what we can expect from Javon Carter is perimeter defense, that's one, and three-point shooting, that's two. I think that he can provide that for this team. Now, Javon Carter's here because Alex Caruso cannot stay healthy. Now, Caruso coming in here, we knew what he was here for, to be able to be a, vet, a veteran presence and also be alongside Lonzo Ball side-by-side side, to be able to help the perimeter defense. Uh, Alex Caruso has played 108 games out of 162 in two seasons 108 out of 162 uh that's not great you know you expect a lot more from uh, alex caruso uh, and so, again as far as his health but he hasn't been available very often so javon carter can be able to be the elixir to what alex caruso does not bring to the table 
And so I see him and I see uh, Torrey Craig. Some thoughts on Torrey Craig real quickly. And again, this is what I've seen from him in the league and what I saw in preseason from uh, Torrey Craig. So there's going to be defense, there's going to be rebounding, and there's going to be hustle from Torrey Craig. I see him as a Swiss Army knife for this team that can do a lot of things well. Not great, but a lot of things well. And I think that's good for this Bulls team to have a veteran like Torrey Craig on the team. But I look at this Bulls team and I say, okay, so how can you be able to break through? When will this team be able to break through and to be more than just a play-in team? Hell, as I told you, Zach Harper has them in a category that says, not tanking yet, but maybe someday. That sucks. 40 and 42. This team was so up and down last year, and I will tell you, here's what's going to happen. A couple things. One, DeMar DeRozan, if this team is not going to get off to a great start, if it lags behind, DeRozan's going to get traded. That's my prediction, that DeMar DeRozan will be traded by the deadline because here's what I look, look at. DeRozan's a solid player, and he would be a trade chip if the Bulls cannot be better than 40 and 42. If they are just languishing in the East and they're win some, lose some, win some, lose some, that's not going to work for this Bulls team. I expect for the Bulls to be better than they were last year, but if they don't, DeRozan should be the first one to go. Also, I'll do a mea culpa about this team's defense. Now listen, the team still underachieved greatly last year. It did not get into a deep postseason run it wasn't really competitive uh, especially down the stretch in the season but let me just tell you you know of course Arturis Karnaschovas will tell you about the whatever the 13 and 7 13 and 8 down the stretch it still wasn't really competitive enough for me because I expect the Bulls to be more of a contender here's the mea culpa that I will take I'll put this on me I thought that the defense was a lot better than I expected the team's defense ranked fifth last season and if you take a look at that personnel you go how how sway how how did that happen right how did this team be that good defensively well i will give them a lot of credit the bulls is because if they're ranked fifth then somehow some way this team has to be able to equate that ranking of fifth defensively to wins that's the hope for this team something else i'll give you another little nugget about this bulls team so if you're wondering if lonzo ball is ever going to come back to the bulls or if he's going to play again. Well, the first thing is, is that I don't think that he'll play again for the Bulls. Will he ever play again? That very well could happen. But I'm just telling you that based on some people I've talked to over this weekend about Lonzo Ball, that that knee, that leg is not getting better anytime soon. So I talked to some people, and that's what their feeling is. Listen, I'm no dream killer. I hope that Lonzo Ball is able to play basketball again. But when you hear doctors say, I've never seen a knee like that. I've never seen what he's going through before. Um, that's going to be very difficult for Lonzo Ball to overcome in a Bulls uniform. Maybe down the road, but at this point in time, I don't see Lonzo Ball ever putting on a Bulls uniform again. In the league again, that's a remote possibility. But based on what I was told, it's a possibility that we will never see Lonzo Ball in a Bulls uniform again based on that injury. So that's the headline. The Bulls, to me, have to be better than 40 and 42. We will watch every night to see what this Bulls team does. Look, we know what the season is. We know what who the players are. Billy Donovan is the head coach and all this. But 
Arturis Kondrashovas did not do a lot in the offseason. He just threw a couple of veteran players on the roster and said, okay, here we go. We're going to sign Busevich, and then here we go. There's a ceiling on the success for this Bulls team. When they're 24th out of 30, according to Zach Harper and others, Tier 6, uh, that, won't good, that won't be good enough because that means that Brooklyn and Toronto and Orlando and Atlanta and Indiana, those teams and the 76ers will be better than the Bulls. <laughs> the Bulls have to be able to make some inroads here to be better than they were last year. All right, time for the three count. Three teams I'm looking at in the East that we got to keep our eyes on, especially the Bulls need to keep their eyes on. All right, Jay Moore. Number one. Is the Milwaukee Bucks. What an offseason they had. And as we record this on the 23rd of October, Giannis Antetokounmpo signed an extension, a three-year, $186 million extension. That's crazy. Giannis made some comments in the offseason saying, you know, I want the Bucks to be able to give me more. We've got to be able to add some more. And so guess what they did? They got Dame Lillard. I mean, I know that there's a lot of question marks of how Dame Lillard got to Milwaukee, but the bottom line is, is that Dame Dollar now is a Milwaukee buck. So imagine the upgrade. You go from Drew Holiday that was on this team to now having Dame Lillard on this team. That is pretty solid. Chris Middleton's on this team as well for the Bucks. Brooke Lopez, Malik Beasley, Hawk Griffin, boy. Adrian Griffin is his first year being head coach in the league, and guess what happens? He gets not only Giannis to buy in, but he's got Dame Lillard and he's got Chris Middleton <laughs> on the same team. My goodness, the rich get richer. Now, maybe you take a look at that bench and you're not sure whether or not this bench will be able to hold up, but that doesn't really matter. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks, to me, are the favorites in the Eastern Conference. And Adrian Griffin, the Hawk, the former Bull, the head coach now of the Bucks, has to be sitting back, cackling with a blunt, you know, you know, in his favorite easy chair, like, man, first time as a head coach and I get all these talented players, that's going to be amazing to see this Bucks team, how they all come together. But Giannis... He made some comments about how he was not necessarily 100% in or happy about what the Bucks are and are not doing. And they swing the deal for Dame Lillard. And they also give a little bit more cheese on his Whopper with a three-year, $186 million deal. Bucks are going to win the championship again. In this window, they're going to knock it down again. Another championship because they're too talented not to win the championship. Number two. The Boston Celtics. I look at this Celtics team and... They were on the precipice of doing something special last year, but they fell short. And one of the reasons why is because of Jalen Brown. I know Jalen Brown is a very talented player, and he was able to secure the bag this offseason as well. I'm looking at the salaries of the Boston Celtics on this computer in front of me, and I see Jalen Brown, 31 million, 31.8. I see uh, Tatum, 32.6. I see Kristaps Porzingis on this team, the big man in the middle, 36 million. I see Drew Holiday, 36 million. Uh, Derek White, 18.3. Let me tell you something. All these contracts that are uh, have been doled out to these Celtics players, they better win something. This is a solid team. And by the way, it's stacked because not only the five I've mentioned, Holiday, White, Brown, Tatum, and Perzingis, Al Horford's still on this team as well. <laughs> I mean, Al Horford's still on this team. Peyton Pritchard's on this team. There's some really great talent on this Celtics team. The problem is they got to get past the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. But this Celtics team, to me, it's the Bucks and the Celtics, 1-2 in the East. They're going to be battling it out, but... 
I, I just wonder if we're going to see a scenario in which the Celtics will have enough to get past this uh, talented Bucks team. Number three. The Miami Heat. So last year, we saw, boy, a team that just kept trying. They just kept mowing down opponents, and it was not easy. But the Miami Heat finally got to the finals, and they fell short because the Denver Nuggets were just that good. So I'll go across and give you Kyle Lowry. I'll give you Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Caleb Martin, and Bam Adebayo. Those five. And what's missing out of those five? What's missing? You know what's missing? What's missing is Dame Lillard. Pat Riley and that heat culture has been solid for a long, long time. But let me just tell you that there is some heat arrogance that's happening in South Florida. Just because Pat Riley slicks the hair back and he's got the Armani suits and has been executive for the Heat for a long time does not necessarily mean that out of nowhere that the Heat could just automatically win championships. I respect the Heat culture. I want to make sure that's very clear. I respect what they have done over the years. Eric Spolstra is damn near untouchable as a head coach for the Miami Heat. I mean, the way that they have their, the way they set up their offense, they shoot a shit ton of threes. They're very good defensively. But the problem is, is that you cannot get through this league as a try-hard team. The Heat are a try-hard team. And I think that you have to do more than that. Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Caleb Martin, Bam Adebayo, fine. Duncan Robinson on this team, Kevin Love's on this team, that's fine. But you cannot get to the next level and consider yourself a real contender unless you add some star power. And whatever happened in the offseason here with Dame Lillard in which the Miami Heat said, no, you know what, We're gonna, we don't necessarily have to have this big deal. We don't have to trade Tyler Hero. We don't have to trade a whole bunch of guys or draft picks. You know what, Dame Lillard should want to come to South Florida because there's no state tax and because we can have an opportunity to get to the finals again. He knows where we are. Come find us. And the Milwaukee Bucks, they swooped right in and was like, nah, we don't take it for granted. We want to win another championship, and that's how you do it. The, but everyone I've talked to, from my guy Jeff Fox in South Florida to others that I've heard, is from Dan Levitard and so many others in South Florida, there is a, a heat arrogance that has stopped the heat from being where they need to be. I, again, I love what they stand for as an organization, but as far as thinking that they could just throw rings across the table in a negotiation and say, oh, yeah, 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 you know, I'm Pat Riley. You know, Adrian Broner plays me in winning time. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously, you cannot just throw your rings on the table and say, oh, it's all good. He don't want to play in South Florida. That was not the case. Even if Dame Lillard wanted to play there, still the Portland Trailblazers said, you know what, you're going to be traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. And by the way, that's good for Dame because he has a great shot at winning a championship. But the Heat need to get over themselves. That's really the most paramount thing I could say about that team. Get over yourselves. Uh, because you have a lot to offer. South Florida, warm weather, no state tax, you know, a, a work ethic that's second to none. And again, I take my hat off to them. But you just can't be so arrogant in negotiations and say and just assume, oh, sure, sure, they'll come to me. They'll come to the Miami Heat. That is not the case.
So lastly, I want to just go through, again, the list in front of me. And we've got so many things to go through. We'll have more podcasts about the NBA moving forward. But just the one thing I was just stuck on is just watching just the tier list, and I love a tier list, um, of the contenders and the pretenders in the NBA. So the Denver Nuggets win the championship. And so they have pretty much everything, right, when you take a look at this team. So they lead the league in offensive rating. We know that Jokic was fantastic, even though he said, I want to go home. I go home now after the NBA championship. That dude was dancing on tables. He was dancing in his home country. He was dancing in Denver, Colorado Springs, Aurora, uh, Pueblo, Aspen. He was all over the place dancing and still partying with a bottle of ace of spades or whatever he was drinking because he was celebrating the fact that the denver nuggets won the championship and rightfully so i mean that team was um a hard-nosed team they did so many things but they made some changes in the offseason so here's the thing i wonder about justin holiday and bruce brown those guys aren't there anymore the young guys need to step up now to be able to retain their nba championship i loved it because for those that said oh it's a mountain time zone it's boring Oh, Jokic is boring. That guy is one of the best players, if not the best player in the league. When you're that unstoppable from three, rolling to the basket, strong defensively, shot blocker, shot rearranger, when you do all those things and you're leading the team, man, yeah, I'm sure he was gassed by the end because he hadn't played that long before in the NBA, but hats off to them. They won the championship. So as I went through the tier list of the contenders, Milwaukee's two, Boston three, we talked about them, the Lakers. Okay. When LeBron James this summer says that Anthony Davis is the face of the Lakers, I laughed. I laughed because I know what LeBron's doing. He's not gaslighting AD. What he's saying is is that pretty much I'm empowering you, AD, as the face of uh, the Lakers. He just said recently, LeBron, he said, I look up at these retired numbers and the Raptors here uh, in Los Angeles, and he says... Anthony Davis one day is going to be up there. He's amongst some of the greatest Lakers to ever play. Uh, I would disagree with that wholeheartedly because for you to be great, you have got to be able to, at some point, I don't know, at some point, uh, be able to be healthy. That's the real question with Anthony Davis. Can he stay healthy? It's a good team. Rui Hachimura on that team. Christian Woods on that team. Um you know, I, I just think that they've got size, and LeBron James, hopefully he can play at least 70 games this season. That'd be good to see. But this Lakers team is better than it was last year, and they had a nice run in the playoffs last year. Golden State, the Golden State Warriors. Have you seen what they have, the Golden State Warriors? This Warriors team, with Chris Paul at it, with Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, uh, with Draymond Green. And Draymond Green, by the way, will not play in the first game of the season. He's out with an injury, but Kevon Looney's on this team as well. Along with, with Kaminga and Gary Payton, uh, this team with Chris Paul. I always say this every time we do a preview show. Every time I say it, I say, Chris Paul, one of the best point guards we've ever seen. Can he stay healthy? Because he gets healthy at the wrong times all the time. Chris Paul making his way to Golden State, trying to increase his chances to win a championship. How does this work with Steph, Clay, and Chris Paul starting at the same time? Or will Chris Paul come off the bench some? I don't know the answer to that. But you've got three smalls there. Well, you got, I won't say three smalls because that's a, that's a shot at, at Clay Thompson. But you know what I'm saying. Chris Paul and Steph Curry working together, Steph Curry working off the ball. 
okay, we'll see how that works. It's a talented team, and I think that they have a chance in the championship, uh, but not very likely. I think that leans toward the East with the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, so now we will go to from Golden State to Phoenix. Phoenix is in this contender list as well as we go through what Zach Harper wrote on The Athletic. So I look at this Suns team, and Bradley Beal finally got out of Washington. He's no longer a wizard, and he's with this Phoenix Suns team. The new owner wants to get some change made, and and quickly. Um, And so I looked at this Phoenix team, and I said, okay, maybe Tier 2 for me. I don't think that they can win the championship, but you like the changes. I like any team that's trying to figure out how they can be better. Think about this lineup. Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Josh Okoge, Kevin Durant, and Nurkic. Ho, ho, ho. I think that they're pretty good, but I wonder about the health of KD. Uh, I wonder about Bradley Beal being on this team with Devin Booker, how that works. It's going to be fun, but is it sustainable? That's the question. Is it sustainable? We'll keep our eyes uh, on that team. So I'm excited about that team. And then that's it as far as the top six. So I want to get your thoughts. Make sure that you hit me up on social at xjhood espn on x or on instagram that's where we do a lot of our talk on instagram at uh, igjhood on instagram the contenders according to zach harper nuggets bucks celtics lakers warriors suns Hmm. or could it be an outside team like the clippers or the kings we'll talk about them in our next podcast i'll get a chance to talk to a number of people here uh, to preview the nba season the nba season is here basketball season is here make sure that you check out uh, this podcast wherever you get your podcast especially the espn chicago app you want basketball i got you covered the under the hood podcast with me jay hood like share subscribe comment i want to get your thoughts on the nba season here we come all right bulls what do you got let's find out thank you jay Moore, for producing this one we'll talk to you next week for another edition of the under the hood podcast with me jay hood